Welcome everyone. Um, I want to talk tonight about a topic that is uh, the opposite of what we usually speak about. Uh, there's continuously, we try to make a point that a person can't live for themselves, and there's an obligation that a person has to be community they're part of, the family they're part of, the yeshiva that they're part of, the world that they're part of, the Kalei that they're part of, to make sure that they're doing everything in their power to bring up the level, not just of himself, but of Kalei as well. But tonight I want to speak a different Mahalach. The parasha begins, and before you even get into the parasha about the Hadlokas Abinayra, so, very famously, Rashi brings down a Medrash that Aaron HaKoyim was Lomanismucha Pashan Asim Lepashan Noira. Kishara Aaron, that the Asim were bringing Karbonois, and he saw that his Shevet, Shevet Karkahuna, does not bring anything. So, he felt that Chol Shadaita. And Kodesh Prokhi said to him, Why you Chol Shadaita? What you have is bigger than what they have. Because um, you're going to light the menorah. And the, the kashas are legion. Uh, basically, everyone asks, Ramban, very famously, um, deals with it. The question is what? What was bothering Aaron about not, what specific part of not bringing the Karbonis Hanasim was bothering him? <clears throat> the simple understanding would be that it was the inauguration of Islamic Gosh. It was the first introduction to the Avaida, and he's not going to be a part of it. Now, aside from the obvious question that he's the one bringing the Kabbalists, but uh, for that, he's acting as a Shliach, either of a Kaddish Baruch Hu or a Klal Yisrael. So he's, he's a Ke'ena. He's either like a Kaddish Baruch Hu or like Klal Yisrael, but it's, that's not him doing it. The problem is, if that's the case, so then what type of Nechoma is there of the Menorah? The Menorah was not part of the Chanukahs. If, if that's the issue that's bothering him, is that I'm not kicking it off. So then how do you comfort someone by saying, yes, it's true you're not kicking it off, but you'll do the Avod every day. That's, exa- that's exactly not what's bothering me. That's uh, my bothering me is that I'm not kicking it off. And you're telling me, you're right, you're not. So how does that help anything? So I want to work with a Mahalach that's brought down, uh, so I heard it from Rabinsky, it's in the Sefer, he says as follows. He asks uh, uh, another famous question that we find they stood by Harsinai, they said Nasib and Ishma, and yet when the time came for the actual giving of the Torah, Hashem picked up the mountain over the head and threatened them that he's going to bury them there if they don't accept the Torah. And everyone asks, what was the need for a threat if Klai Yisrael had already said willingly that they would accept the Torah. Uh, there's many answers that are given, but Shankuma gives an answer, Tysus gives an answer. Everything he wanted to say as follows. He says that if you look at the Loshan of the Kabbalah Torah, Naseh Nishna is a Loshan Rabbi. It's a Loshan we will do and we will do. Klai Yisrael in their minds and in their hearts, we're accepting the Torah as Klal Yisrael. Their understanding was 
that the Torah was being given to them as a unit. That there's, there's this entity called Klai Yisrael. And Klai Yisrael, when you get that number of people together, maybe combining the individual chashivas of each person, but you produce this very chashiva entity called Klai Yisrael. And to that entity, Hashem offers the Torah. And it says, I, you know, this number of people, 600,000 people, so chashiv, so many different ways of looking at it, I offer you the Torah. And Klai Yisrael said, okay, we accept. We'll all make sure that it happens. That's not an acceptable way to accept the Torah. The Torah is not given to Klal Yisrael. The Torah is given to every person in Klal Yisrael. And Kabbalah's Torah has to be on an individual level. It has to be that if the entire world goes off the rails, and every single person in Klal Yisrael were to stop serving Hashem, that your own personal Kabbalah Torah would be so intense that you would, I don't know, about not be affected, but it wouldn't waver. And you would be 100% on board with serving Hashem, even if you were the only one in the world. That's how the Torah was originally when the beginning of our nation is Avram Avinu, Avram Ivri. He stood alone against the entire world. And that's how every single one of us has to accept the Torah. One of Gera's Megayer. So I always ask in my class, I said, what's the definition of being Jewish? So I always said, yeah, if you're born from a Jewish mother. So I said, um, it, 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 does that mean when someone's Megayer, they're adopting a Jewish mother? Obviously not. So I said, being born from a Jewish mother is how you become Jewish. It's not the definition of Judaism. The definition of Judaism means someone who is obligated to keep all 613 mitzvahs in the Torah. There are two ways to have that happen. Either you could be born into it, that's being born from the Jewish mother. Alternatively, you could accept it upon yourself. Kalal Yisrael did that on Har Sinai. We accepted the Torah. And that's what a Ger does when he's Begayr. He has to have Kabbalah Satayr. When a Ger is Begayr, he's known as a son of Abraham. <coughs> he's marked himself into that. The Yiddish kind is called the bris of Abraham Avinu. Because it's a one-on-one bris. Like Abraham Avinu's bris with Hashem was when there was just one Jew. That's how our bris has to be with Hashem, even if there's just one Jew. And it has to be so rock solid that there's no, it doesn't move if that happens. The Nisim, when they brought their Kabonis, so the Kabonis had a din of a carbon yachid. The Nigel says that uh, in the schus that Yosef kept Shabbos in Mitzrayim, so he was like that Shabbos was nidche for his shevet, and Shevet Ephraim brought their carbon, the Nazi of Shevet Ephraim brought his carbon on Shabbos. And the kasha is that it shouldn't have to be nidche. It's a, it's a carbon it's for a whole section of Kali Yisrael. And the carbon Sibar are brought on Shabbos. If you look at the, the, if you look at the Chanu, the Kabone Hanasim, as that there was a din that the, the Beis HaMikdush had to be inaugurated, and it was just done by the Nasim, but it's being done for the whole class, so it needs to inaugurate the Besamekdash, that Nadrash doesn't make sense. But the Tarot says it wasn't that. It was a carbon yachid of a, of a section of Kalah The Nasi represented his shavit, but he was representing only his shavit, not the entirety of Kalah And when Aaron saw that, what bothered him was not that he wasn't going to have a, a part in the Chanukah's 
Beis What bothered him is that his role in the Beis would always be as part of the rabbi of Klai Yisrael. And that he would never have this aspect of approaching Hashem as a yochid. What did Hashem do? Hashem told him, or at least a shaver would never happen. Hashem told him that I shall call Golosh Mahem because you have the Menorah. This he points out if you look in the Rambam, Minyan HaMitzvahs. So whenever there's a carbon that needs to be brought, he says, Sivan, we are commanded to bring the carbon Tamid, we are commanded to put the Lacham upon him onto the table, we are commanded, we are commanded, we are commanded. But I believe it's Mr. Chav when he lists the Menorah, he says, Siva HaKadosh Baruch HaSakahanim, Mahalagas HaMenorah. Now it doesn't mean the actual lighting, it means the, uh, the preparing of the Neiris, but Zokhar Rydlinsky, that is also, it is an Avoidas Yochid. It's not an Avoidah of Klavi, so that the Menorah has to be lit. It's the Avoidah of the Shevet Kahuna. They are responsible to make sure that, that the Menorah gets lit, and it's their Mitzvah. So it comes out that he says, not only will you light the Menorah one time like the Nassim did and have an individual portion of the Nassim but you'll have it with Nairas, because as long as there's a Menorah, your Shevet will continue lighting and doing their Mitzvah. And just Agav, he answers with this, the famous Kasha of Pnei Yeshua. Pnei Yeshua asked by why the whole story of Hanukkah was needed, the nace of Hanukkah was needed. Why couldn't they just light with Tomei oil, Tomo Hutra B'tzibar? So he says, this is the Daret. The Daret you can answer like this, that once it's not a carbon Deravim, it's not, it's not avoided Deravim, the lighting of Menorah, it's an avoided Yachid. So then it's not Doicha, you can't say Tomo Hutra B'tzibar. He answers many questions with it. So, if you can get your hands on the Sefer, Mishka Mitzal, he answers a lot of things. Very Gishmak. Um, I, I do, I, I want to show though on this point that he's making that there has to be a sense that a person has that it's not enough to just serve Hashem as a member of Kali Yisrael. That a person has to have a sense to serve Hashem as an individual. There has to be an aspect of a person that avoids Hashem, and, and it's not just a, an aspect, it's really the aspect of a person that avoids Hashem, is that it's him and Hashem. That's how Adam was made, that's how Avram was made, and that's how Klaisho continues to be. When you boil Yiddishkeit down to its most basic, it's, there's a private relationship between a person and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and it doesn't involve anyone else. It's not dependent on anyone else. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not dependent, not in order to, to, for the person that has the ability to do it, and not that it's dependent on him doing things to other people. Even when it comes to a Maisa Chesed, at its root, it's an act between you and God. It's an act of you connecting to the Rotson of Hashem to be a mate. And to try to make yourself Baruch Hu, to be made like he's a maker. Yeshua, in a speech at the end of his life, Parachov Dalit and Sefer Yeshua, also Gedalit and Tazvav, so he makes a, a, a statement that is a powerful statement. It's a statement that really we have to work on ourselves to be able to make as well. And he tells Kaiser, it goes through their history. He says, this is what Hashem has done for you. And he says, and now, make a choice. If you want to go serve all the other desires that are 
that are littering uh, Eretz Yisrael. You know, do what you want. One thing I tell you says, Ani ubeisi, me and my family, Yelashem. We're going to be, I don't care, the, all of you could go around for cliff someplace. Me and my family are going to be Vrasha. Avada, a person wants to bring along all the other families with them. But every Yid has to have the backbone to say, it's Gvaldic if everyone comes along. It's so wonderful for Hashem, certainly. It certainly makes my life easier if everyone's on board with what we're doing. But if they're not, Ani Upesi. There's a Maisa, it's not... <laughs> it, it points to a problem, the Maisa, but in a certain... It's, it's, it's interesting, Maisa. I had a, uh, a Harusa, who's a Rabbi Sheinikol. And he once, they had a family get-together. And they, they were praising a certain individual in the Mishpacha who, who, uh, who went out mamish into a midbar where there was no Torah, there was no Yiddishkeit. And he planted himself down there and he opened the shtibol. And it was very nice, it was very inspiring. The only issue was, is that he was talking about Lakewood. <laughs> from, from their perspective, that, that was, uh, you know, there was nothing there. First Hasidish room in the outskirts of Lakewood. But, but the, the Stolz, the Maisa, that Hasidim come with, I, you know, you drive down here in the neighborhoods that are not Jewish neighborhoods, and so in the middle of this one house, with, you know, a fellow coming out of his Shreimel and Bekesha and everything, in the middle of a neighborhood where no one's even Jewish, there's a power in that. And that, that's something that we have to all tap into. That I don't care what you're doing. Avada, listen, you know, I know you all Hasidim at heart, and one day you'll see the light. But till then, I'm fine going it alone. I'm fine going it alone. And I, because that's really what it is anyways. It's a private relationship between me and Hashem. It's really a, 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 another level to this, which is an area that as a, a mechanic is a tremendous challenge. And um, we all are mechanchim in one way or another. As parents, it's a tremendous challenge. Dessler and Mithamalayom, he quotes a Gemara in Mesafas Yevonis, Tav Kuftas Amit Beis. And the Gemara says, Toika Atzma Lidvar Halacha. A person who learns Talacha, but he doesn't have an intent on keeping what he's going to learn. He's learning it for the mitzvah of learning Torah. And he really, he's relating to it as the Word of God, and he's trying to, he's trying to learn it. But, but he's not love dafkis, you know, do what it says, because sometimes things are too hard, and, and, and sometimes he's not interested, it's too difficult for his life, so whatever it is. So the Gemara says, uh, in, in regards to that, Kol Oimer ein loy Torah, ein loy Torah. So the Gemara says, Pshita, Kol Oimer ein loy Ela Torah, so ein loy Ela Torah. That means, if he says, I'm going to learn it, I'm not going to do, so that all he has is the sky of learning. So the Gemara says, that's also Pashat. That can't be. Goes through a few different options. And then the Gemara comes out like this. It says, Ikeda Amri. Ikeda Amri. Viva Yisayim al-li oilom kidamrisu. Meikar kolo oimer elo yala tayra, elo yala tayra, la tzricha, dikam nigmar la He's teaching other people 
Vo'ozli va'avdi, and those people go and do. Ma'u d'teimu isloi agro l'diday. So you might think he has the schar of doing. Kamash molon, that he does not. So that's what explains. The Gemara does not mean that there's even a havamino, but you would think he has the schar as if he did the mitzvah. He didn't do the mitzvah. He sat and taught. He says, the question is, does he get the schar of having inspired people to action? A person gets up, they give a share, and they somehow manage to achieve this, the, 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 you know, the holy grail of shiurim, which is to get people to change. And people walk out from the shir, and they go, and they make significant change in their life. Do something different. Become higher people. And it affects their mishpacha. Their children come out different. They get married and raise children come out different. And the person, you know, we, we, we just, I'm is coming straight from driving back from my yeshiva made a retreat. And the theme of the retreat is, you are great. I am great, actually. That boy has said himself, I am great. So we spent two days making them say I'm great, singing to them I'm great, you are great, you are great. So we were trying, we tried to hit them from a lot of different angles of what their greatness is. And one of the points is that a lot of times the actions you do have ripple effects. And, and when we were discussing in the Rabbi's room, you know, how to bring it out, so they said over oh, there was some nice, some fellow, he saved the, the lives of a bunch of Jews uh, during World War II, a non-Jew. And he, um, he, kept, uh, he kept like um, a list of all the people he had saved. And he had like a little scrapbook and you know, whatever information he knew about them. And it was up in his attic someplace. And when he was like in his 80s, one of his grandchildren was in the attic and he said, yeah, they found the death of what it was. And he said, you know, they're Aga. So it became like his Ach, a new story. And some intrepid reporter went and tracked down the Mishpachos, not just the people he saved, but the, the Gansa Mishpacha of everyone he saved. And they basically filled up a small stadium someplace with the Mishpachos, with this person, all the Dairis. And they told him, you know, they, wanted, they had a little thing, some of the people he saved, they want to, they you know, thank him. Okay, so it came down, and he walks in, and you know, you have like 4,000, 5,000 people who are uh, children of the people he saved. And, you know, this is yours. And we, you know, this, this as I've said over many times, that when a person learns well, a person pushes himself and someone else sees, and, and they learn from him, and they go and do, and it creates a ripple effect in their children, 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 and the person can come up to Shemayim and have a tremendous amount on their cheshbon. That's all true. If the example is that the person sat down and did something. But, that's what the Gemara is saying here. That if a person teaches Torah, a person inspires others, but they don't do it themselves, then they do not get the schar of other people's action. All they get is the schar of teaching them Torah. That act he did. He sat down and taught them Torah. But if he himself doesn't take the lesson he's saying to others to heart, he manages to inspire every person in the room, but the person standing on this side of the shtender, he doesn't inspire. And he doesn't live up to what he himself is saying. Not because he's a hypocrite. For whatever his reason is that he doesn't live up to it. And it's not a punishment. It, in order to get nice, it starts with you. You can't piggyback on anyone else. Your avoida is your avoida. And it has to be your work. 
And if you did the work of teaching Torah, then you get the schar of Torah. And you unlock the door to get the schar of all the Torah that comes from your Torah. But in order to get the schar of Maisa, you have to unlock the door of Maisa. And you have to do it yourself. And then you trigger this avalanche of schuset of everyone else that you inspire. As a parent, many parents give up on themselves at some point. And they say, okay, for me it's too late. But I have, look at these, I can see them. And I have numbers. I have a bunch of higher boys here and girls. And I'll get the girls to marry Tamil Chamin. I'll raise the boys to be Tamil Chamin. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit there in Iraq and share my old age, Shepik Nachas, as the Divertor will fly the Shabbos table. Okay, I won't be able to mamish participate. I'll throw out, you know, a word. Yeah, I won't heard something on that. And they'll have to guess why I won't hurt and try to build a divine Torah after for me. But the person says, look, in, now in life, that's my avoided. Now, as a parent, there is an avoided called raising your children. But it can't replace your avoided. And you can't expect that your olam haba is going to come from your son's actions. Your olam haba is going to come from your actions. That's hard for raising him and doing the right thing in the way you raised him. And 100% it's a Gemal Gazach that a person can raise to somebody bigger than he is. But to, to just completely offload my entire need to grow and to make it that now my, you know what, forget about me, I'm going to put all the effort into my children. Rabbi Gimbali used to say over and over, Ela told us Noyach, Noyach, the, the first and the last child of a person is themselves. And all the wonderful things that you want for your children. And the time you put in, the money you want to spend to hire them tutors and whatever, so they should have another chavrusa to finish a mesech to Tenebar Mitzvah. So you finish a mesech to Tenebar Mitzvah. Rabelsky, when he used to give brachas, so he used to often say, your son should grow up to be a tzaddik like you. <laughs> like, Rabbi, we want a bracha. He says, so I give you a blank check. Go cash it. Go become a tzaddik like you want your son to be. And then he'll be also. But, that, but he, there was a, a, the, the word was, this Zach, that why are you asking for a bracha to your son? Ask for a bracha to yourself. And don't just ask for a bracha, make it happen. You don't have to ask for a bracha, make it happen. You need brachas to take away the meniyas that there so many are, but, but a person has to understand that for himself. Rav Dessler writes that the Simcha Zizel from Kelm would not speak to people on Inyonim that he was working on. He held that it's like a pressure cooker. That when it says, ish, yes, talk it over with someone else and it lets off the steam. So he said, that's the Metzius. It's not just for Daiga. When you talk about things, it, it lets it out of your system. And he says, when a person is growing, there has to be a pressure, an internal pressure. And he wouldn't talk about it to other people. Again, this is someone like a yeshiva and, and was tremendously involved in Zikr Arab. He saw as a mission in his life. I said he had a word that for 25 years he did not share with the Bnei HaYeshiva because he felt it was still being piled on him. The Bali Musr very strongly felt that while a person has to engage in both, there has to be an aspect of self-growth and an aspect of giving over to others. When a person focuses on themselves because they're still growing, that is not an act of that's not an act of selfishness. That's how you give over to others. By becoming the greatest giver over you can. Now it's very easy 
to fool yourself and say that's what I'm doing, and instead you just don't want to have to talk to people and deal with people who are less than you. The bedika is, if it doesn't take away from your time, if it doesn't take away from your growth, if a person has a time where they're, let's say, learning Bikiyas, uh, so the, it's not a big deal for them to learn with someone else. How come they're not learning with someone else then? If a person has an ability and they have some free time, why don't they learn during that free time? And if they see that they don't, then it's gone shaykh that the, what they're convincing themselves, what they're telling themselves, is not, uh, is not 100% MS. So, again, uh, we've spoken many, many times about the need for zikr rabbim, the need for a person to be outward focused, but tonight we speak the opposite side. That a person also needs to be inward focused, and a person has to really make sure that they are focusing on their avoidance. And that they're, you know, not, they're davening by davening. It's not, it's not enough to just go to a place where everyone davens well and to try to be yoytze davening well that way. You have to daven well. And it's, and, and it's not enough to just inspire other people to daven well. You have to daven well. A person who's about tefillah and has a beautiful voice, should understand that it's part of his obligation in the community to be the Baltfila and to help others daven well. But if he knows that when he's the Baltfila, he doesn't concentrate on davening, he just concentrates on making sure that everyone else davens well, and that he's thinking the whole time, how is it coming out? That's the reality that for many people, that's how it is when you're Baltfila. So he has to know that when he did that Tvila, that Tvila is like, over there. <laughs> and he has a lot of people's schar in their davening um, waiting to fall on him. But now he has to do it himself. And at a different time, he has to go and daven a davening for himself. And he has to inspire himself to daven. And so it is with all of the Hashem. The, the, the parasha there at the beginning says, um, And we learn out that a person... When they, the, when they light the, the neiras, so they have to hold the candle there until the neir is oila me'eleha, until the, the flame on the other fire is going on its own. Rebelski used to show this too to get the child raising, and he would say that it's not enough for a person to inspire his children to light the fire, so to speak, and let it, let it go on its own. A father has to continue putting into his child until the child is able to and that cannot that there's no need anymore. There's nothing to be added by the fire being there, the father being there anymore. As long as the father can still pump a little bit more into the child, then he has to do that. But lifting that vart is another thing that we have to know as parents and educators and again, influences in any way, even as... The, the, the idea, the havdo, applies to being a boss also, if you want to get your workers to work at peak efficiency, is that you have to put into them as much as you can, but you also have to let go. Aaron is supposed to hold the candle there until the oil me'aleha, but then they have to be oil me'aleha. At some point, you have to let go. And that's going to involve mistakes, and it's going to involve people making decisions that are different than yours. A, a father has to make sure, right, uh, very famously, 
Rav Yerucham once came to, to Slabota, and the altar called him in to speak to him. And the Talmud obviously, you know, pressed against the door. If they would have opened it, like the whole yeshiva would have come falling into the room. But they, listened, and they didn't have to, because you heard from outside the altar screaming at Rav Yerucham. Not just screaming. That's what I said over. You're making kozakim. You're not making people, you're making kozakim. You're making people who copy you and follow you, but they're not becoming their own people. And I, I, have, a, I have a friend who's he has from a, a mishpacha that's three generations already, Kovitz And Kovitz is the Moses, you know, Shtar Kovitz He has four brothers who went to Kovitz and he didn't go to Kovitz And not because he insisted on not going. His father was big enough to have raised him the way he raised all his other sons, but this son took it differently. And this son, he's a tzaddik, and he's a Yerushimayim, and a, a, a Balmidas, and every, all Gavaldi Mazachim, and he went to a different yeshiva. Because the father saw that that's, that's where his son was needed. That, that's, he was different. And a parent has to be able to see that. An educator has to be able to see that. He has to put in what he has to give, but he also has to recognize how is the Talmud taking it, what does the Talmud need, and to allow the Talmud to, to go. I heard a beautiful word from Rav Tadjus Miller. I think I said it here once before, but it's worth saying again. He said, The, the youngsters are like an arrow in the hand of the warrior. So I said, well, the, 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 if you ever see the picture books of war, there's this muscle-bound guy who doesn't look like he would be able to put in his shirt because he can't get his arms that, to that spot. And, you know, and he, loincloth, snaggletooth, long hair, takes this big sword and he plunges into the heart of battle. That's a warrior. Who's shooting the arrows? These skinny guys. They look like they get blown over by the wind, standing way back someplace, right? That's not the warrior. It's not the guy who stands in the back line someplace shooting arrows. Why did the Torah say, why is not the, the Navi say, Kichar Biagibar came in that order. So he said, the, the derech of a, of a chase is that the, the further back you pull it, so the further, the, the longer you hold on to it, and you hold on, you hold on, you hold on, you hold on, so the further it will fly. But he said, it's the one weapon that only works once you let it go. The cherev, it stays in the hand of the, of the giver. And if the giver drops the cherev, you don't have a, you don't have a giver anymore, you don't have a cherev anymore. Children and students and workers have to be We hold on to them as long as we can. We try to push them as much as we can. But at some point you have to let go. And you have to let them fly. And flying is what it is. It's, a, it's an adventure. And you're going to have to at that point watch from afar. And lie, you can call out encouragement and some suggestions. But a person has to be big enough to allow his children to be big. Is they big enough to allow people to have initiative and to do things different than the way he does it? Hopefully what he put in was a healthy respect for the way he does it and for the way the Darius did it. And one of the things he should have given over to the child is that the default position should be to do things the way your father did it and the way the people you come from did it. But, but not always is that, is that the right fit. And he has to accept that it may be different than the way he does it, it may be bigger than the way he does it, Firmer than the way he does it, starker than the way he does it, and these are all things 
that have to be celebrated. I know with one beautiful word from from uh, Gifter. He says that um, again, going back to what circling back, what we spoke about at the beginning, that uh, Aaron had a Kalisha uh, Das about the about the the Nesim. So Hashem told him that uh, about the Menorah. The Ramban says it's not referring to the Menorah by Samidosh. It's referring to the Menorah that would be lit by Hanukkah Torah, which is Ludoiros. That's that's talking about. So Gifter says that the comfort to Aaron, what Hashem was telling him was, is that this upsetness that you're feeling, the passion you have to join into the Hanukkah and Mizbeach, it's not just that don't worry because eventually you'll get something too. That very passion is going to eventually come out in what sparks the story of Hanukkah. When from the entire Klaisro, Matis Yo was not able to accept the Matzav. And he acted out of Kanois and, and killed who he killed and launched the Hanukkah story. That came from the feelings that, that Aaron was having now. And the, the pain that you're feeling, that very pain is going to exist within your children. And it's going to bring out a mitzvah that lasts Ladoiris. We have to know that sometimes um, we very much want to grow in Yiddishkeit. We want to make something of ourselves. We want to become something. And it doesn't work. And, and sometimes we can see that it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It isn't working. So on one hand it means that by wanting you can eventually create new openings. That's this expression too. But another is Nothing stands in the way of you want it. Accomplishing sometimes you can't. But you could always want. And why don't you want? And we should hear from this word that those, that ragesh, those feelings of wanting, don't go to waste. It's not just that they're valuable in and of themselves. They will carry on for Darius Simeon session. And when the time is ripe and the season changes, and the situation becomes such that they can be brought to fruition. The impetus will have been put in. You have created a momentum which will eventually blossom forth in, in, in perhaps much greater measure than you would have ever imagined for yourself. Mr. Shem, we should be looking to see that.